Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I today have Yaniv, Yaniv Siegel, who is a sales manager or the sales manager for EMEA at Vidyard. And as listeners might know, I'm a big fan of Vidyard personal video. So I'm delighted to have you here, Jenev. Could you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, Elias, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm uh, very excited to be here and talk about everything video for businesses. So as uh, Elias mentioned, I'm Yaniv, uh, head of the sales organization at uh, Vidyard for Europe. Um, have I've probably prior to being a sales leader, I've, I've probably sent over 15,000 videos as an individual contributor in all varieties of uh, use cases. So I have a lot of best practices, tips, tricks, and suggestions to share with the audience here and hopefully inspire people to start using video in their organizations as well. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hear those, let's say, real life experiences for both sales and marketing. Um, so first of all, to set the stage a little little bit correct here. Um, we're talking about personal video. So Yanni, what 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 do you mean by personal video? And what's the difference between personal video and, for example, videos on, on YouTube? Well, um, you can have personal videos on YouTube, but um, it, so essentially the, the whole idea of personal videos is that it's essentially user-generated video content, right? So, and we see a huge surge of user-generated content on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, right? It's typically people recording themselves or recording an environment that they themselves are in and communicating with other people, right? So that's the idea of personal video where you're basically yourself communicating with, uh, with, with someone else um, that's the the main definition. And the second definition of personal video is typically that it's DIY, right? Do it yourself, meaning it is a simple style video. There is no real production in play here to create this video content, right? So typically when people hear videos, right, especially in a business setting, right, Um they think, wow, this is something that we need to spend money on. We need to produce. We need to have scripts, actors potentially for it, right? And this is a step away from that where you're saying, no, you're just a human, right? Creating a personal video of yourself and trying to convey whatever message that it is um, to your audience. And that's really the, 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 the two pillars of what we identify as uh, personal videos. Love it. So it's, it's very human and it's less polished than those corporate videos that you typically see, the produced ones. Uh, but they are very um, successful in both marketing and sales. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today, because can you can you share some examples of where personal video can be used by, by marketers and specifically B2B marketers? Yeah, definitely. So essentially, you can use video everywhere throughout the buyer's journey, right? Throughout the life cycle of, of a prospect all the way to a customer. So I'll try to break this down into top, middle, and bottom of the funnel. And then we can, afterwards, Elias, we can maybe focus on more sales. Mm -hmm. using, yeah, right? absolutely. But if we look at the top of the funnel, right, where, where we see a lot of traction, where personal videos are recording yourself is, uh, is most prevalent, is basically when we're trying to generate traffic from either social media, right, or from um, having uh, specific content online that's ranking for specific keywords um, on Google. So the, the first example is creating videos 
that you're then posting on specifically we're talking B2B. So a lot of that would be on, on LinkedIn, right? Where you are recording yourself, where you're um, potentially talking about a new product that was released, a new case study that you um, that you recently released, promoting, talking about how you're inviting people to a specific event, either being it online or offline, or just educating your prospective customers on problems that exist in the market that you as a company are a solution for, right? That's, that's a category that we see more and more. If you're on LinkedIn right now, every, I would say every fifth to seventh post, right? It's some kind of visual content, maybe in some feeds, it's even more, right? Depending on the algorithm, but almost we see an increasing amount of self-generated content that falls into the categories that I just mentioned. Um, and then the second component that we see where marketing in top of the funnel is using video is really to create that video content to attract uh, to attract people to come to your website, right? So if you type in how does product X work on Google, that video mm-hmm. content will rank right as a as a piece of content that might answer the question that the person is looking for okay it's typically the way it's described in this this book uh they ask you answer right so it's it's instead of uh blogging it's it's right. more like a vlog kind of style if you still want to use that word of course but um yeah. so so you're as a marketer you're explaining why people should visit your website why they should visit your website is one thing but then also to your point right um you want to answer Ideally, we we at Vidyard, we released a video not too long ago, which is called the 80% video. And it's essentially a video that answers 80% of the most frequently asked questions that our prospective customers will have. So essentially, we recommend that as a video to think about either one video where you answer most questions that typical prospects will have about you or create a series of videos where you answer all those questions. And these topics can be anywhere from what do you do, right? Who do you serve? What is your pricing? Why should I buy you compared to competitors, right? These are questions that nearly everybody has when they're evaluating you. And video and short form videos in this specific case are the best way to actually make sure that you give everybody what they need in their journey without necessarily having to get in touch with a sales organization to get your uh, questions answered. And that's what people want, right? So I, I recently wrote a blog on marketingguys.com um, about um, doing sales without having salespeople because, and that's a tease, that's, that's a little teasing, of course, but um, both Gardner, uh, McKinsey and Forrester just pointed out that uh, the younger people are, the less they're likely to want to talk to salespeople. So over 55% of millennials and the majority of decision makers or the people in the decision-making unit at B2B companies are millennials at the moment, by the way. So the majority of them don't want to talk to salespeople specifically in that top of funnel phase. So they don't want to talk to salespeople to find out how a product works or to get that simple question asked. So I really love this example of using personal video in that top of the funnel. So bring us a little further in this middle of the funnel. So what what do you do there? Yeah, definitely. So there, the the two categories that I there, there's a bunch that you can do, right? But I I just want to focus on the two categories where I see most 
traction is happening and most results are coming from, right? Essentially what we're looking to do in the middle of the funnel, one is to convert visitors right into leads and then ideally ex having existing leads to nurture them further down into their funnel, right? To become either marketing or sales qualified leads depending on the definitions that you're using, right? So the two types of content that we see in the middle of the funnel that by far works best, work best is one, of course, webinars, Right. And when mm -hmm. I say webinars, I'm talking about gated webinars. So only available to people who actually fill out a form, give information to get access to video content. So I'm not talking necessarily about having to be somewhere live because, I mean, especially during COVID, right? So many webinars got out, right? That people couldn't even go to them live. So the most important thing is to offer webinars on demand so that people that come to your website and are interested to learn more can get access to this video content where they can learn more and educate themselves further. So that's that's asset number one. Assets, um, asset number two, and I would argue that it's definitely underutilized, it's to have a walkthrough of your solution. So if you're a SaaS or an IT company, right, then typically that's a walkthrough of your platform or a demo, right? But if you're a more service-oriented business, it's more the process that you typically go through with a customer to solve whatever problem it is that they have, right? Mm -hmm. and we typically see that videos, um, a, a very strong hero video, basically, of how you solve someone's problem and walk them through how your solution solves that is so effective to get somebody to MQL to become a marketing qualified lead. Um, and we typically recommend for that video content to be anywhere between two and four minutes. And then ideally, you would want to understand who is engaging with that video content. And if they are, we want to send them down the funnel as quickly as possible to start ideally having some conversations with them around the video content that they just watched. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you're you're basically leading them through the whole funnel, through the buyer journey using video towards yeah. that, I would say, bottom of the funnel where we're now. So what's what's the, the use? What kind of video, personal video examples do you have that marketers use in the bottom of the funnel? Yeah. So first of all, um, let, let's identify what the bottom of the funnel is, right? Typically, it, it's a little bit... There is no um, clear-cut answer for that, right? Um, sometimes this is where the whole marketing play comes in, right? Where sales and marketing are really working hand in absolutely. hand. Yep, in absolutely, yeah, absolutely, right? The marketing and sales is working together. But essentially, what we want to do at the bottom of the funnel is surface and bubble up those those leads that have shown highest intent to be ready to start having a sales conversation, right? And where we see that video works really well is in two places. One, it's in nurture, bottom of the funnel nurture campaigns, right? So people that have already shown some interest to then have a personal video recorded by someone in the organization, sending that out in an email nurture campaign where we're trying to educate them and entice them to start having a conversation with typically the sales organization, okay? Mm -hmm. That's yep. more of a one-to-many play. It's essentially one video for all those bottom-of-the-funnel leads, meaning one video for all those um, leads that have a high enough lead score to get a video like that. Or you can go a one-on-one -on -one approach where essentially all leads that have hit the specific threshold of being qualified get handed off to a sales development or a business development department who then starts sending out one-on-one -on -one personalized video to really, instead of doing one-to-many, 
saying, hey, I'm making a video. Hi, Elias. Nice to meet you. I'm Yaniv. I saw that you look, downloaded our ebook and you looked at our webinar. Um, I wanted to reach out to you to see if you have any questions and if there's anything that I can give you more information on regarding uh, our solution and likely challenges that you might face. And especially this category that I'm talking about right now, that one-on-one -on -one video communication is the main driver and the main bridge between ensuring that more leads generated by marketing actually convert into pipeline with the sales organization. And that's really a challenge that a lot of organizations face. And video, one-on-one -on -one personalized video specifically solves that challenge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love those examples. Um, this automatically more or less brings us to sales, right? Because when they're bottom of the funnel, when they're um, towards that, the end of that funnel, they, they're becoming an SQL and they're being picked up by, by sales or a sales ready lead. Um, so what kind of, of personal video do you recommend sales to use there? Yeah. So again, um, so I'll explain exactly um, where this is used. What we see, first of all, why I already brought this topic up in, in the bottom of the funnel for marketers is that we see an increasing trend where sales development and business development teams actually report to the marketing organization rather than the sales organization, right? Um, and that's because we are essentially, they're trying to separate actual qualified conversation that only sales on the sales side and on the marketing side, we want to have SDRs that are essentially an extension of the marketing team to try to warm up leads to start having more meaningful conversations. Okay, so I just wanted to preface that. Um, but to give the example that you just asked for, um, where we see most traction on the sales development side, right? Um, mm -hmm. When when reps are sending out videos is personalized videos where they are essentially standing out from the hundreds and thousands of prospecting messages that marketing qualified leads will receive from any kind of business, right? To mm -hmm. think about it yourself, a lot of people that will listen to this podcast that are typically marketing sales leaders, you all get bombarded by sales reps and by SDRs, BDRs to hopefully start having a conversation with you. And all of it is exactly the same. All of it is text-based. All of it is automated. Automated. Still automated through outreach or sales loved. Yeah. Sales loved. Exactly. You can smell it from a mile away, right? You know, email one, you already know email two is coming in two days, right? And yeah, absolutely. And, and typically yeah. the company name from LinkedIn is pasted in somewhere. Somewhere. That's it, right? And <laughs> you already know, you can smell it and you can actually see it, right? In the text because you can unsubscribe and all that stuff. But yeah. So, so you're basically trying to get the attention of a decision maker that will on average from our data gets anywhere between 50 and 100 of these text-based prospecting messages, either by email on LinkedIn on a weekly basis, right? Mm -hmm. So where video, personal video really slots in and solves for it, it becomes this pattern interrupt, right? This differentiator by humanizing the approach, right? By creating a video, showing your face, making a human connection, so, for example, you will see SDRs recording a video on top of the LinkedIn profile of the prospect they're sending a video to. And because of that, the, the receiver gets that and sees a smiling person on their own LinkedIn profile or on their own website. Because of that, we see that way more people engage, right? Way more people click. That's one, right? So it stands out from a sea of text. Two, way more people respond because of the uniqueness. And the most important metric here is way more people actually book a meeting. 
right? Way more people actually start a conversation, which ends up in generating more pipeline. And in the end, if you look at what marketing and sales organizations are doing together here, it's how can we convert most of our marketing qualified pipeline into sales qualified pipeline? And that's where video helps so effectively. And we have a ton of data that shows that video outperforms text-based prospecting communication anywhere between a two and a six X, depending on your vertical and the seniority that you're going after within organizations. Love it. Love it. So two examples that I can give from my personal experience here that, that I've had great success with uh, using Vidyard uh, specifically. Um, first of all, um, keeping in, well, it's, it's hard to keep in touch with your target audience, right? So you have those link, LinkedIn connections, people that you talk to, sales cycles are pretty long in B2B. So if you want to keep top of mind with your prospects, just send them a video on their birthday. You know, that's it's super easy because LinkedIn tells you when your connections have their birthdays. Every morning you'll get this update from LinkedIn. It's like, hey, these and these connections have a birthday today. Well, it takes you 10 seconds literally to record a video and say, hey, Yaniv, happy birthday. Want to say hi from the Netherlands here, from your friend Elias. Uh, you know, have a great day. I hope you enjoy it. Um, those kinds of things just to keep top of mind with your prospects works very well. That's my experience. And the second one that I have had great experiences with, and I actually shared that on the sales success, uh, daily sales tips podcast from Scott Ingram is using personal video within a proposal. So in B2B, you send out the proposal, right? So um, after having initial conversations, after having had the, uh, the 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 talks about the solution you're going to offer, etc. Some some sometimes uh, or some day a proposal needs to come up, um, and typically that's a, a few days after you had that conversation. Um, uh, the, the, there was a lot of excitement during the conversation. You want to keep that excitement. So if you're sending out a proposal, well, we at Marketing Guys never send out a proposal without. A, a video explaining why, how we put it, put it together, why we put it together, and how much we would like to work for you. Um, so that works out very well because um, what we've seen is that first of all, you keep that enthusiasm with the decision maker, but secondly, they're also sharing this with the decision making unit. So they're forwarding this internally to people that you didn't even speak to, and it's like, hey, um, this is Elias from Marketing Guys, and. This is what how this is the guy you know we we can we can absolutely work with them and he explains it himself so that works out very well for us that led to about eighteen percent um, more deals closed just using video. Yeah, I think that's an excellent example. It's actually it's probably the second most popular use case that we're seeing right that Vidyard or video in general is being uh, is being used for. So one was that prospecting use case I talked about, and then the example you just gave around sending videos for proposals. It's mm -hmm. it's a very very popular process. If you then break it down, other use cases right that you see in sales as well. So you essentially, have three areas right. You have you have prospecting right, mm -hmm. and then you have the mid sales cycle, and then you have post-sale cycle. So within the mid-sale cycle, the, pro the, the proposal video is, is, is the most prevalent one. Where we see where video is also very effective in that mid-sale cycle as well is um, recaps after meetings, 
right? Especially if the decision-making unit is comprised of multiple stakeholders that were either there or not during the call. So you make sure that everybody is aligned on your conversations. Mm -hmm. And where we also see it is when we need to answer specific questions from specific stakeholders about a specific integration or language in the legal document or whatever it is, that instead of saying, oh, let's jump on a meeting and then having to wait two, three weeks until you finally can get a hold of that prospect to talk about one or two specific things is to use video asynchronously, right? And just addressing those specific elements that are relevant to some people in that decision-making unit. And because of that, you're shortening your sales cycle, right? Because you don't need to constantly be on a meeting, right? Or wait for the next Mm -hmm. meeting to give value. You can create that video asynchronously, answer questions, and then progress a deal forward much faster. And we have cases of customers that have shortened their sales cycles by 50% purely because they were using asynchronous videos to answer questions and and progress deals forward. Love it. Love it. I love those examples. with that, I, I think Yaniv will have to conclude this interview because we, we we're at 20 minutes. Um, I do want to invite you for a next time because I love the topic and there's so much more we can talk about. Um, but for now, I would like to thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. I will share a link to uh, Vidya's website, of course, as well as a link to your LinkedIn profile where people can link you. Uh, by the way, do mention that you've uh, learned about Yaniv on the uh, marketing technology podcast because uh, as he just mentioned uh, you know people get a lot of connection research requests and um, they're not always uh, for information they're usually to sell someone a lot of stuff so um, to prevent you from uh, being denied as a connection here I just mentioned you've you've learned about Jenny from the marketing technology podcast with that thank you very much Jenny for being on the show Thanks so much, Elias. I really appreciate it. Hope everybody found it inspiring and can take action trying out uh, some videos in your marketing and sales processes today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.